0: Listening to the Business of Baking podcast with Michelle Green, the small business podcast that's all about successfully running your own sweet food company without losing your mind. If you've ever brought dessert to a party and been told you can make a fortune selling those, then you're in the right place. This is an honest, straight talking podcast about the highs and lows of being in small business. Fueled by late nights, crazy client stories, and a permanent sugar high, we're going to listen, share, and learn our way to sweet business success. Here's your host, writer, speaker, recovering cake decorator, and incurable sweet tooth, Michelle Green.
1: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Business of Baking podcast. We're going to hang out together and have a chat about something which for some of you might be a little bit hard to hear, but it's interestingly to me, something that in three, well, two and a bit seasons of this podcast, I've never talked about. I have talked about it a lot on the blog, but I've never talked about it on the podcast, which is surprising to me. I actually went back and looked. And today we're going to talk about asking yourself the question, should I quit my business? Full disclosure here, last year I did a podcast episode about a blog post that I had written some years back about a typical small cookie company. And I read the article that I wrote, and I kind of interjected with things that I've learned since I wrote that blog post. And that was one of the most popular episodes of all of last season. And having written about this Should I Quit My Business thing so many times, I actually went back and looked at the blog post that I've written on it, and I picked one to read to you today. So this blog post originally appeared on the blog. It's literally called Should I Quit My Business? And I'm going to read it to you and just kind of add in, yeah, the things that have changed or the things I feel differently about now. And I should also say that I don't mean to depress any of you. This season has started off kind of interesting in that, you know, at first, like, I talked about the whole being in a crossroads and then I talked about what the life cycle of selling my own business was like and this one is all about, you know, should I quit my business? It's not that I'm, like, sad or in a bad place or whatever. Please don't think that. I just think that these are things we need to think about and talk about a little bit more publicly and I've spent a lot of time telling you guys you can do it, which I still believe to be 100% true. But I also think that we should make the time and the space to talk about when things get hard or when things get rough. So without further ado, I'm going to read you this article. Now, full disclosure, I have not read this article in full in a really, really long time. And so I think along the way, I'll probably end up stopping and making myself laugh over my idiocy. But then if you've been a listener of this podcast for a while, then you know that I tend to laugh at myself rather a lot. If you want to find this article in full, you just need to go to thebizofbaking.com and on the right-hand side, you can search by keyword and just put in the words, should I quit my business? All right, let's get started. Should I quit my business? A blog post and now a podcast by me. I've spent many dark and lonely nights laying in bed, looking at my bedroom ceiling. I'd be worrying about business issues or a lack of money and a little teeny tiny voice in my head would say, you know, Michelle, maybe you should just quit give up, sell everything off, and move on. I'm not going to lie, many of those nights, the very idea of not having to run a business anymore filled me with waves of relief. I could literally feel my whole body relax just at the idea of not being a business owner anymore. I would become almost giddy with excitement at the idea of never having to pay another business-related bill again or work on the weekend. Sometimes I'd complain to my mom about how business wasn't going as well as I'd like it to. And she would say, maybe you should just give it up. You don't need this kind of stress in your life. Complaining to my dad was even worse. You know, Michelle, some people just aren't cut out to run a business. By the way, my dad actually said that to me many times over the course of my career. And he also used to, the famous story about my dad, by the way, is that every time I used to call him up until the day he died, he'd start most conversations with, so Michelle, when are you going to get a real job? Yeah, they were not terribly supportive. (laughs) Very loving, but they weren't terribly supportive. Anyway, of course, when they said that, I'd get all angry and defensive, and I'd resolve never to complain to them again. And then that night, when it was dark and quiet, and my husband was snoring next to me, the voice in my head would come back. Maybe they're right. This is too stressful. I want a calmer life. I'm just plain exhausted. Maybe I should just quit my business. That wonderful feeling of relief would flood through my veins again, and I'd think, right, this is it. I'm going to get up in the morning, and I'm going to start making plans to close the doors. And having made that decision, I'd fall asleep with a smile on my face, and with the tension having drained out of my shoulders, I'd have a really good night's sleep. The next morning, I'd get up, and I'd go to the shop, and I'd start doing all the ordering and the making of the baking list, working on a figurine or mixing up a batch of buttercream, and I'd forget entirely that I was meant to be getting ready to close the doors. I'd go happily along in my day working in and on my business as though that late night conversation in my head never happened. This same thing happened to me more often than I'd care to admit. And it's true. It honestly, it it really happened quite a lot. Now this thing happened to me almost always during a crisis, either a financial crisis of cash flow or an emotional crisis, like a client complaining or a staffing issue or some other emotional issues. Now I'm guessing that this story sounds kind of familiar to you because most weeks I get at least a few emails which say something like, hey Michelle, I've been doing my cake business for a year. I'm just not getting enough orders. I'm not making any money. My husband isn't supportive at all. I'm trying to take care of my toddler as well and it's all too hard. Do you think I should just quit my business? I get a lot of emails like that, a lot. So first let me say that without knowing anything about you other than what your email said to me, I'm in no way able to give you a simple yes or no answer to that question. Now, I know that most of the time, the people who get in touch with me are usually seeking permission, permission to let their business go, or they're seeking some sort of hope that I have the secret sauce, which is gonna fix all their business problems in one go. And sadly, I can't actually give them or you either of those things. I don't have the secret sauce and I'm not the right person to give you the permission to let the business go. But secondly, let me jump on my soapbox here for a minute to say straight up that if your main reason for wanting to quit is either there's too many cheap cake ladies out there or customers only care about price then quite honestly, I think you probably should quit. If those are your reasons for wanting to quit, you should do that. Because people who are in this for the long term, who approach their business truly from the headspace of a business owner, would absolutely be frustrated about those two things, but neither the cheap cake ladies, nor the customers wanting to know about price would be the real reason you close a business down. Also, These reasons for closing aren't terribly valid either. So not being unhappy or it's just not fun anymore. Because really those answers for why you would close are so simple and they're too simple. Too simple a reason to close and you know it, right? Our lives and our circumstances are way too complex to use simply happiness as your measure of success. It's one measure, it's not the only measure. You know, businesses are kind of like relationships. They take time and they take effort. And not every day is rainbow unicorns and buttercream scented waffles. Also, what is a buttercream scented waffle? Current Michelle is wondering why past Michelle used that expression. (laughs) That's a really random one. This deep and desperate desire to close your business is something most business owners come across several times in the course of their careers. For some, it's reaching the grow or stop phase of their business when they've realized that they're just utterly overwhelmed by everything. Those people usually have a ton of orders and they're struggling to keep up. They're at the point of needing to decide, do I hire somebody? Do I find bigger premises? Or do I just give up because it's all out of hand and too much for me to handle? For others, it's the disappointment of having kept their business doors open a while and the orders are simply not coming in as they need them to. They're desperate for more money or more orders or both. And, you know, making cake and cookies was so much fun when it was a hobby, but lately it's not feeling so much fun anymore because the stress or pressure of money has come into it. The third category of people who consider closing their businesses are people who have had a major life change, which gets them to absolutely reconsider everything about their lives. So maybe they had a baby, maybe they lost a loved one, perhaps they got diagnosed with an illness, or they moved states, or whatever. No matter which of those situations are yours, either business is going so great, you're going mental, or business is going so slow, you're mental, or you've had a life change. It's pretty upsetting and scary when the little voice in the night starts talking to you. It's hard not to listen to that voice in the night, you know? Now, if you're anything like me, when that feeling and that voice starts talking and it gets really bad, you start acting like an irresponsible business owner. Secretly, you're kind of hoping that something massive is gonna happen to force your hand. You start to ignore emails. You start to not answer the phone. You start to cut corners, make mistakes with orders. And to be honest, you kind of like lose yourself there for a little while. Now, eventually you probably snap out of it and you're okay for a little while, but then you get tired or you have a week with few orders, or your child gets sick, and suddenly this whole wonderful glorious fantasy of walking away starts to seem more and more appealing, and thus the cycle repeats. So how do we find the answer to the question, should I quit my business? And also, by the way, let me just point out here that I don't love the negative connotation of the word quit. I think it's actually a horrible word. (laughs) It makes you feel and sound like a loser, And anybody who's opened a business and given it a good try is not a loser in my book. So I use the word quit, but I really don't like that word quit. I don't think it's quitting. I think it's choosing differently. So you're not a quitter. You're not a giver-upper. You're just choosing a different path, right? So I don't love that word. We should banish that word, really. So here's what I think you should do if you find yourself asking that question. Should I close my business? I think you need to answer that question with three more questions. I know I wasn't going to make this easy on you, was I right? And I really want you to take the time to answer these, like go out for a coffee by yourself or, you know, go for a run if that's how you think or stand in the shower and answer these, whatever, but you need to mull over them and consider them and really look pretty far deeply within. So the first question is, am I feeling this way because of a temporary situation or have I secretly felt this way for a long time and it has nothing to do with something temporary? So temporary things might be physical exhaustion, a complaining customer, you know, like a cake that didn't work out or something, a couple of slow months, a lack of money, a fear of marketing. So am I feeling this way because of those temporary things? Now, more permanent things might be a family growing or aging or a major medical concern or a life change, like a divorce or a partner losing your job. So the first thing is, am I feeling this way because of a temporary situation? You know, is this something that in future could change? Yeah. The second question is, why am I doing this business in the first place? The answer isn't, oh, because I just really like cake, right? There has to be something way, way, way bigger than that. And I have told you guys this, oh my goodness, I don't know how many times, I'm like a broken record about the whole purpose thing, right? Running a business isn't easy, and especially not in the beginning when it seems like you've gotta be the one who builds the ship from scratch and then steers the bloody thing too, right? There needs to be a big why for your business. Just being passionate about making and baking is a good reason to start a business. It's not a good reason to keep it going. So if you don't have a big reason why you're doing this or several big reasons why, that's probably contributing to your frustration and your desire to close because you can no longer feel or see the purpose in doing what you're doing. And so it makes all the problems feel really big. And here's the third thing I want you to do, and this is going to be rough for a lot of you. So the last thing I want you to do is close your eyes and look into your heart of hearts. By the way, don't do that if you're running, because then you're going to knock into a tree or something. Close your eyes and look into your heart of hearts and imagine your life without your business in it. Really think about what your life would look like in a few months from now if you didn't have your business, right? Sure, of course, you're going to be less tired, but I want you to think a little harder than that. Would you be missing it terribly? Would you be missing it a little, but actually glad that it's behind you? If you were to close your business now, would you feel as though you'd given it your all and given it a proper good go? Would you be proud of all that you've achieved? Would you have regrets about the things you didn't try? Now, by the way, don't be ridiculous about this whole visualizing thing, okay? Closing your business does not mean that every day you're going to be frolicking on the beaches of Maui in a red bikini, looking smoking hot and throwing $100 bills in the air like you just don't care, okay? Okay. I should know, by the way, that was my vision and it didn't happen. Okay, maybe not the bikini part. So sometimes when we think about what life would be like without a business, we fantasize this life where I'm not tired and I have time for Pilates and whatever. Like you still have a normal life, okay? <laughs> Seriously. So when you think about your life without the business, I want you to really think about what would my life look and feel like if it wasn't there. Now, if any of you are in a relationship, you'll kind of know what I'm talking about here because choosing a life partner is sort of like this. The moment you realize you can't honestly imagine your life without them is the moment that you know that they're a keeper. So if you cannot imagine your life without your business, that's probably telling you that it's not time to close yet, that there's still plenty of desire and effort hiding there under the frustration and desperation of the current situation. It probably means it's time to change things for the better, or take some time to think and plan, and work on making a better future for yourself. But if you can easily imagine your future without your business in it, and it doesn't bother you, then yes, I think it's seriously time to consider moving on. So what happens after you answer the questions, right? What if you answer all of those and you think, I really, really don't want to close, My situation is temporary. I have stuff I want to achieve and I can't imagine my life without it. So let me give you a couple of options for how to move forward from here if the decision is to stay in the business. And all of these, by the way, fall under the heading of getting stuff done. So one of your options is scale back the business for a few months so that you can regroup mentally. You know, call yourself booked out for one weekend a month or just book out for an entire month if you can manage it. Give yourself the time and the space to make a plan to move forward without completely getting out. So get out for one week a month, get out for a couple of months, whatever, and just kind of put things on hiatus, but don't close. Another option you might have is to consider taking on a part-time job to supplement your income so that the financial situation is not as desperate or pressured and you don't feel, you know, the money puts such a difficult, strain on us, right? So I think a bridging job is something that you do for a little while just to get a bit of money flowing in and to release you from the pressure of the money. So I think bridging jobs are brilliant. And I tell most people to get one if they can, even if it's only for a few months to help you just calm down a little bit. It gives you that mental space to think a little bit more clearly because sometimes you need to just not think about your business for a while. One of the cool parts about bridging jobs is while you're working for somebody else, it often makes you long for your own business, right? It makes you go like, oh man, I hate this working for somebody else person. You know, when we live in our heads 24-7, it's pretty easy to get stuck there and turn molehills into mountains. So I think bridging jobs, if you can get one, a really good idea. Another way, if you've decided to stick in it and kind of get your mojo back is, if before now you've never had a long-term vision for your business, only I'm doing it because I love making cake, then you need to develop a vision. You can do this by getting some mentoring. We can, you can do that with me, or you can do some reading online about how to figure out your business purpose. Again, I've written lots of articles about that, but there's plenty of resources out there to help you develop a vision and help you figure out the purpose of your business, right? You have to have a bigger picture, or I guarantee you that you will return to this very spot in a few short months. You're gonna come back here. The longer you spend without a vision and a purpose for your business, You're just gonna keep repeating the cycle over and over and over again and asking yourself the question like, what's it all for, yeah? Another option is to take a good long look at your business and figure out which bits of it are just not the best use of your time or which bits give you the most grief. And then you have to do something to alleviate that. Either outsource things, hire a part-time helper, maybe buy in those sugar flowers you hate making or just get rid of stuff you don't need to do be absolutely ruthless in cutting crap out of your business. Maybe you scale down the number of products you make or you take a Saturday off a month. You declutter your business like a crazy lady. You can Marie Kondo it if you really want to, but it's about looking at your business and going, what do I love? What do I hate? What is it time to let go of? And you seriously declutter the hell out of the business, yeah? Another option is to get out, and I don't mean get out of the business. I mean like literally get out the door a little bit more often. So I'm not kidding on this one, okay? I want you to call a few friends who are in business. It doesn't have to be cake, just business. And meet them in real life. Go to a networking thing, catch up with your friends, join you know, some sort of group. You know, The truth is that you're not alone in the small business experience, but it probably feels like it. And create a regular meetup with these guys once a month for coffee on the first Tuesday night of the month. Make meeting other people in business a real thing and make it happen. We need the support of other business owners around us. And if you don't have anyone local, create a group on Skype. Everybody needs business friends. And when you listen to them and their struggles or their triumphs and successes, you learn that you are not alone in this. And so therefore, solving the loneliness problem helps a lot. But you've probably got to be the rainmaker here. You've probably got to be the person to reach out online or reach out to your real friends or go to that networking thing and find a tribe of like-minded business owners. They don't have to be in our industry. In fact, I prefer not. Now, if you feel this way that you want to get out only because of a temporary situation, like a client complaint or whatever, then work out a way to solve this thing so that it either never happens again, or if it happens again, you have a method by which to deal with it. So if you're feeling like, I wanna quit, it's not worth it, I can't handle it, clients are all jerks, whatever, and that's because somebody complained or left you a bad review, I want you to go, okay, next time I get a bad review, although we all hope that doesn't happen, how am I going to go about dealing with the situation? If you have a plan and a methodology in place for dealing with the situation, I honestly think you're gonna do a whole heck of a lot better because next time that situation happens, you're not gonna get derailed, right? So that's an important thing to think about is if I'm feeling this way because of something temporary, what can I do to fix this temporary situation? And then the last thing that I want you to do, if you've decided that you're going to stay in it, is write a note in your calendar or your planner for three months time from now, so in the future three months, where you reevaluate how you're feeling about things. If literally nothing about how you feel or the situation has changed, then there are issues here which are a lot bigger than you first thought. And maybe you need to re-listen to this podcast or read that article again, because if you've had those constant thoughts in your head, like, I want to go, I want to go, and then you answered the three questions and you decided, no, I want to stay, I want to stay, and then you do nothing to improve the situation, you're just going to go around in circles endlessly. So make yourself a note in your calendar for three months from now where you're like, yep, let me check in with myself and see how I'm feeling about that whole quit thing. Now, what if you answered the three questions and you're like, actually... I'm really and truly done. I don't want to keep doing this. I want out. And I feel that way because my situation is not temporary, because I have no idea why the freaking heck I'm doing this in the first place. Or honestly, yes, I can totally imagine not having to live with this business in my life. Good riddance. Then firstly, before anything else, let me give you an absolutely massive virtual hug and tell you that I admire your bravery. Choosing to walk away from something that you built is as brave a business decision as any other business decision you make truly. There is no shame in choosing to change paths. It's not quitting. It's not failing. It's none of that. Let me just repeat that. You are not a loser. You are not a quitter. You're not a crappy business owner because you decided that you want to change paths. You're simply choosing differently now. And that's totally okay. People do this in careers all the time. It's pretty normal. So a couple of my tips for closing your business are firstly, take swift and decisive action. Pick a closing date, put it in your calendar in pen, tell the people you love the date and declare it out loud to yourself too. Because otherwise what will happen is that you'll be like, yeah, I'm closing, yeah, I'm closing. But then as orders come in, you're suddenly not closing, not closing, not closing. So, you know, oh, I'll just do this one. Oh, I'll just do that one, bad idea. Second thing, Don't literally walk away, like don't torch the place (laughs) and leave customers hanging. So you choose your closing date to be right after whatever your future most order currently is. So let's say you have an order for March 1st, then your closing date is probably something like March 7th, okay? If the last order in your books is for you know, a week from now, well, you can do it after that sort of thing. But let me just quickly say, between now and when you've decided to close, give it all you've got so that you're going out on a high because you owe it not only to your customers, but also to yourself to go out on a high note. Now one thing on that timing thing, if your last order is more than six months from now, then actually I would treat this a little bit differently. I would pick a closing date much sooner than that and I would find somebody to take those orders over for you and that person needs to have work on par with yours and you need to trust them and then you need to call those customers and explain the situation. Longer than six months to plan for the closing of a small business is very hard emotionally to endure. And so I personally, if I made the decision to close, I wouldn't give it more than six months. Now, when it comes to calling those clients whose orders are after the six months, you can either give them the option of working with that new person or you can give them a full refund. Those conversations are not necessarily easy, but I think you need to call and give them a solution to the problem. I'm closing my business. Here are your options. Yeah. Don't drag it out. Yeah. Then don't make any huge plans for the immediate future other than taking some time off to just breathe. You really need to give yourself the mental time and the mental space to close your business down with dignity. And honestly, give yourself the opportunity to exhale. You need to go and speak to the right people, accountants, lawyers, landlords, whoever it is, and make sure that you are doing all the correct legal and financial bits and pieces to close down the entity. You don't want to be paying taxes on a business that doesn't exist three years from now. So it's important that you cross your T's and dot your I's. I want you to decide on how you're going to answer the question that people are invariably going to ask, which is, why did you close down? Because people are going to ask, and I don't want you to feel horrible and like a loser when they do. And you know what? I don't actually care if you lie about this. It's not really their business anyway. Just come up with an answer to that question that you feel comfortable telling people. So you might say, I just decided to move on to other things. You know, that's a totally reasonable answer. Anything more than that is up to you. And frankly, I don't think it's their beeswax anyway, right? But you shouldn't feel like everybody who asks you that needs or deserves to know the whole story. It's your business, your rules, all the way to the very, very end. And you get to control the message of what you tell people. And lastly, if you've chosen to close, expect that at least one of the following things is gonna happen. You're gonna beat yourself up about this decision and kind of flip-flop back and forth a while. You'll suddenly get a crazy influx of orders because the universe is just kind of funny like that. You'll probably doubt that decision and you'll probably find that your cake mojo returns. All of those are normal and all of those are okay. In that instance, rather than giving to them, well, maybe I shouldn't close thing. You just need to remind yourself of the closing date and remind yourself of the time off. that's going to come immediately following that and then take a deep breath. And that little voice that's going, maybe I shouldn't close. Just shut that thing down. If you let it start talking, you're going to find yourself back in that bed at night, feeling relief over the idea of closing and then feeling regret for the fact that you didn't do it earlier. So once you've made that decision to close, I'm telling you, you're going to beat yourself up. You're going to get a million orders. Suddenly you love cake, you know, all that stuff's going to happen and you just kind of need to power on through because you had that honest conversation with yourself in the beginning where you answered the three questions that I talked about earlier. Now, for a lot of us, there are some real financial considerations here, especially if the business either supplements or supports your family. Now, in both scenarios, either closing or carrying on with the business, I want you to put on your big girl pants and take action on the money part of things. So go and talk to the accountant, go and speak to your partner, figure out what is going on with your money, how much have you got, how much do you need, and be a grown-up about it. Now, I'm not going to lie. I found doing that really, really hard. But let me tell you, the feeling of relief when you know what's going on with your money is amazingly nice and amazingly freeing. The freedom that comes with knowledge, even if the knowledge is not what you want to hear, is absolutely like somebody has rolled a big giant boulder off your shoulders, knowing is always better than not knowing, it helps you make much better decisions about your future. Now there are like a whole lot of books that I've read which say, just when you're feeling the worst about your business, that's when it's time that you're on the verge of a breakthrough. Some people call this an upper limit problem or a ULP. Some people call it the darkest before the dawn. And some people say stuff like, as soon as you stop trying, that's exactly when you'll fall pregnant right? You get the idea. This concept of like, as soon as it gets hard, that's when you should stay in it because you just have to power through or whatever. Like those are real things, right? It is true that sometimes it's the darkest before the dawn. It is true that, you know, just when you're feeling the worst, that's when you have the big breakthrough. But that's why I'm in, I encourage you to answer the questions that I gave you above and visualize what life would be like without the business. I really don't want you to make the decision to close or carry on just based on one day when you're having like an, oh my God, worst day ever. This sucks moment. We all have those days. Yeah. I really want you to take the time to consider this stuff. You know, you've worked so hard for so long and you've put so much of yourself into this business. So believe me when I say you can afford another few days or weeks to take the time to come to a proper real decision about things which comes from truly within and really connects with your soul and what you want and isn't just affected by temporary things, yeah. And lastly, just a reminder in case I didn't mention this and beat this into your head enough, if you've been thinking about this, should I close, should I not close thing, and every week you find yourself making a new decision, like this week I'm closing, yep, I've had enough. Next week, no, I'm good, business is going great. And then, you know, that goes on and on and on, this week, that week, this week, that week, this week, that week. week. What that tells me is that you've never really worked out the purpose for why you're doing this business. You don't have a big reason to do it. And the lack of the reason is what makes you flip flop on that decision endlessly. Having a purpose for why you are staying in business is what is going to keep you in business when you least want to keep going. So when you're just like, life is hard and customers are hard and oh my God, I'm exhausted and blah, blah, all that kind of jazz, right? You're going to keep going because of the purpose. That's the thing that's going to keep you in it. Sometimes the purpose changes. Sometimes we lose the purpose, whatever. But the point is, I never want you making a decision from a place of like, life just sucks this week or life is brilliant this week. You don't want to make decisions from temporary situations. You want to make decisions from a place of, I've really thought about this. I've really considered this. The purpose is no longer there for me or the purpose has changed for me. It's a much better place to make decisions. So that is the end of the article on should I quit my business? And I have to say that I wrote this article, I think sometime in 2015, which makes it you know, four years old or whatever. And I, if I was giving you this advice today, I'd give you the exact same advice. In fact, I have given that advice to lots of people. And I feel the same way about it now as I did then, which is why you heard that there was sometimes in that article where I kind of added more of my current thoughts on it. But my current thoughts now are the same as they were then. And so I really feel like it's okay to close. It doesn't make you a loser or a failure or whatever. It's okay to carry on. One or the other has to happen with a purpose. And one or the other can only be a decision made when you've truly looked within and given yourself the soul space to figure out what the answer is. And I had a business coach for a long time, a lovely guy, he used to tell me, the decision has already been made, Michelle. You just kind of have to wait for the acceptance part to come. And I think he was right about that. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope I didn't depress anybody. I don't think this is a sad thing. I think this is a growth decision. And so I think it's a good thing. I love you all so very much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of my community. And whether you stay or whether you go, I hope you still listen to me because a lot of the things I talk about, I think have relevance in daily life, not just in business life and certainly not just in the sweet food business life. So wherever you are on your path of decision-making, I hope that you stick with me because I got lots of interesting things to say and so do you. And I liked that I get to listen to you and then you get to listen to me. So far, this relationship's working out pretty well, don't you think? Have an amazing week
0: and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Business of Baking podcast. You can find show notes, links, and other fun stuff for this and previous episodes at thebizofbaking.com. Until next time, may your oven stay evenly hot, your ganache never split, and may you always be in the business of being awesome.